Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Good evening, Internet. It is Saturday. It is 7 p.m. Eastern. That means right here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, Episode 2. Hope you're enjoying the show. It was very nice to do our little console review last week. That was fun. That was fun. Now, this week, we've got some more stuff to go through. We'll talk about the consoles a little bit now that we're a week into or two weeks in, in some cases, almost two weeks in. Uh, to launch, but then we've got a lot of other gaming news. This is your weekly gaming wrap-up podcast, so that makes a lot of sense to do. If you're watching or listening on Spotify, head on over sometime to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. You can see the links right there on Spotify. Make sure you're following Twitter, Facebook, the website, Twitch, all that good stuff. Hopefully you can make it live like the rest of chat is here. Welcome, chat. Welcome, chat. Hope you enjoy the show today. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right down to it with the host, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? You know, I actually had a gumbo, so could we maybe like rename the show to like Gaming Pizza or something? How, how about <laughs> how about you just have a gumbo? And no, I mean no. that seems far easier than a full asset redo. <laughs> No, no, I think we could totally just redo all the assets. I, yeah, we, we, we've got an artist somewhere, don't I think, we? I think you just make a gumbo. I mean, we do have an artist <laughs> no. also on the line. Yod, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right today. Uh, lots of fun this week, I guess. Um, you know, working you, on stuff. You working on the gaming pizza uh, assets? Yeah, he's, oh, he's got total, a lot of work to do totally, now. Totally, yeah. <laughs> going to rebrand the entire thing. All new text, all new graphics, you know, that there type of go. thing. Because, you know... Welcome to Gaming Pizza. You're... Well, Mike really wants to pay for that. It's easier for me. So, well, I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> welcome to Gaming Pizza, the podcast that's a lot like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's about games, so it's all right. <laughs> you can watch it in the morning, too, when we're cold. <laughs> all right. Now, I, I, I want to kick off real quick here with, with a small one. This is kind of like an ancillary topic, but we did mention it on last week's show, but since that was our premiere show, the console launches and everything, we, we really didn't have the time to cover it. And I know, like, I dabble in this franchise. I know, Yod, you're nuts about this franchise, and Jason will get I, I, your opinions on it in just a minute. So I did want to come back to something that we had talked about on last week's show briefly, and that's the the Mass Effect announcements that came with uh, N7 Day. Two big announcements out of that uh, were, obviously, that there's a new Mass Effect title in the works, and... The Mass Effect Legendary Edition Remaster, hoobity boobity, all the bells and whistles and new lights and shading and everything. So I did want to come back to that. It did. I don't. I don't feel like it got fair time, given what we were talking about yesterday. And Yad, I know you wanted to express some thoughts on the not only the new game but also the remaster as well. So let's talk about it a little bit. I'll give you first dibs at it. Right. Um. I. I, I have played it. A lot. The the the, uh, the original three um, went through Andromeda once. It you was actually made your way all the way through oh, yeah. Andromeda. Oh yeah, all oh, the way wow. through. And I, I was waiting for the uh, for the DLC. I, I I wanted to see that other arc. I wanted to explore it. I heard that it was released as a book from a friend that, who's an even bigger Mass Effect fan as a, than I am. Because I started out with uh, Mass Effect Two, and then. You know, three came out. Worked my way back to one. Played the entire thing four or five times. But she actually picked up the book and read it, and was like, "This would have been an amazing, you know, DLC if they actually did it." And I feel kind of cheated that they didn't do the DLC because it would have completed the story. Um, and the gameplay of Andromeda wasn't bad. It was it was a lot of fun. Of course, there were some shading issues and stuff like that. It 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 felt like when it came out, the the uh, the guy who released it forgot to hit the final render button. 
So, so it was using the you know the pre-launch renders in the game. It was like when we were testing our, our screens before the cast. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, and once they did the the patch update, wow, look, there's the final renders. It looks great. I don't. So yeah, there were some issues. Okay, so uh, where do I want to go with this, uh, Jason? I. Let, let's get you first. I don't want to taint anything here. So uh, your your experience, <laughs> well, I never anything, no, <laughs> your experience with the Mass Effect franchise and and all that stuff. Your personal experience first. Yeah, yeah. I've played all three of them. Uh, a friend of mine really got me into the early one. And I've pl you know played that and then got two and three when they came out. Right, a little later, I actually got them on sale because of the really bad reviews revolving around three. I didn't get that until after like uh, three years or so. So I eventually got that. So I'm not as into it as some people, but I really did enjoy them and really did play through a lot of them. So if any fr if any franchise really should have had an all-in-one package at some point, it's this, because you continue your story through all three with your same Shepard. So right. there's no other game that, that would, this would otherwise make sense more for. I loved this, this game. I, I played Mass Effect 1. It was lent to me by a friend back on, what, the 360. Um and they were like, you know, you're really into RPGs. And I, I had, it wasn't on my radar. Like, I'm into sci-fi and I'm into RPGs and stuff. But Mass Effect was like a little lower on the radar uh, when it originally came out, at least on my personal radar. And they were the, you know, friends, hey, you got to check this out. And uh, and I did. And I loved it. And then Mass Effect 2 came out and I, I dropped Mass Effect 2 so fast. Like, it was... <laughs> I was probably 10 to 15 hours into it before I was like, yeah, I'm done. And I think a lot of that wasn't the story. Like, the story is obviously really, really good um, until a certain point in 3. But in 1 and 2, the story I always thought was really, really well done. What dropped it for me was in 2, they kind of scaled back, like, the actual mm -hmm. exploration aspect of yeah. the game to a great deal. And although I can see why... Like, because <laughs> let's face it, if you explore the universe, 99.99% of exploring the universe is going to be finding fucking nothing, you know, in real life. In real life, that's what it would be. But I liked hitting these planets and walking around and just like getting lost for two hours, really doing nothing. And I understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea. And so they made it a little more focused into, but that they kind of lost me in that transition. I never played three. I just went back and like watched how the story resolved on YouTube videos and things like that. Uh, and then Andromeda, I just sat and laughed at. So <laughs> I'm like that mid range. I went halfway with you on Mass Effect and then kind of fell out about it. But I got to say, in a remaster, I probably will go back into this legendary edition because of the reasons you just said, Jason. Like, if a game ever needed an all-in-one, put it all together, pretty it up, and let's redo some of our mistakes along the way, this trilogy is it. And some of the lighting and the new art for it, Yod, from an artist's yeah. perspective, I think just looks oh, yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that was one of the main things. I actually have two copies the original trilogy one of them is on the xbox 360 and the other one is on pc and the reason i got the pc one is because i didn't want to replay one on the 360 anymore because of the freaking elevator scene <laughs> it was brilliant what they did oh, i mean it's brilliant that they they added that in so that the load screen you had something to read and stare at and stuff like that but it just took forever so you know loading it onto a pc it speeds that up and on pc you can hack in high detail textures and more hairstyles for your shepherd and all that stuff so you know i had to do it some of the lighting that, that i've just been really impressed right. with and i know that that's you know a huge deal yeah. with particularly oh, oh, yeah. the new consoles and ray tracing and, and different lighting oh, yeah. aspects and things like that and i think they're really going to be taking advantage of jason i assume we get the redone ending of three uh, God, in this so. set, I would hope. I, I don't. I don't understand the hate for the original ending. I understood the original ending. It, it's, it's, I mean, okay, so it's been out for years now. So I mean, spoilers aren't really a thing at this point, right? We both sure. agree on that. Are we all, all three sure, of us agree why on that? Not? Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, so it's an intergalactic war. You, you you got a massive, massive death on all fronts. You're not gonna have all the options that you want. To, to finish it 
so I don't get why you know it, it's you have to finish the war. You have to you have to end it. Oh, I finished the war. My shepherd <laughs> was ready and she finished the damn war. See? Me. See? No, but that was that was with the new ending. And yeah, let's just say that I the, I played both. Okay, I I played the original release because I got it on original release, and then I played the updated ending. The update ending gave you a third choice and a few more cutscenes because people didn't understand that the Normandy left. I mean, it was nice to have those cutscenes, but for me, it wasn't necessary. I don't think it was too much people didn't understand. People hated it. <laughs> See, hated I, it. it didn't what, feel like, I don't... like I don't. It didn't feel like a payoff. Like I, I'm okay with a payoff that isn't all sunshine and roses. Right, I'm okay with not necessarily what a happy Disney fairy tale ending. Yeah, and I think yeah, a lot of yeah. people too. It just didn't feel paid off. Like it just felt like oh, oh wow. I mean, what, okay. What would, Credits, so. what, what would the two of you's preferred ending? I'm not saying bit? that they like, should have redone option? it. I don't think they should have redone <laughs> it. I don't have to enjoy and like the ending of something to appreciate. <laughs> the uh the good in in all of it and just because i there are plenty of movies i own that i hate the ending of okay you know i'm i'm willing to go into entertainment knowing i might not like every aspect of it uh, i was not writing bioware letters on why they need to redo it <laughs> yeah i, I don't was, care jason you're like cool. you're like very tight-lipped like you have something you want to say here <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I'm not that familiar with what the original ending was, so I haven't. I've never really gone into it that. Oh. Much. I, I stayed away from it because I didn't want to get spoiled when I eventually played the full game. So it basically, nothing happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh no! Ba basically, the the, the in the original ending, you get choice A and choice B. You get red and blue. You don't get the green ending. Okay. That uh, that was the major difference, and there was there wasn't the cutscene where the Normandy crashes on a planet and your crew pops out. Okay. Yeah, I never did the green ending. I, I've never, still never seen. Yeah, it. I, 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 just, I was just red. But yeah, I watched it, but I never did it. All, the, all that really mattered to me for for my shepherd was that the crow can get beat down. That's that's pretty much mm -hmm. all I cared about. <laughs> I screwed up. I kept Mortis alive. Just so you know. That's how much I screwed <laughs> oh up my god! I wasn't even trying to. I had no idea, but you know. Jeez. Did you make it through yeah. until dawn with everybody alive? <laughs> I've never played that. I... Really? Oh, okay. Separate topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So new game. Yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna say. So like, where where do we think the new game is going? Because we we don't really have a lot on this one yet. I, we do I've we do have some art to, that I yeah, sent I sent Yod some art, and I was like, look at this, and Yod right? was like, hmm, that looks like a crashed relay. Hmm. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a crash mass relay of some kind, which makes me think that you're back in the soul system. Like they're abandoning Andromeda, which is a shame because there was potential there. There is potential in Andromeda. A bit. <laughs> but it's there. Um, but I mean, destroyed mass relays kind of mean that it happens after the third game, because like, at the end, all the mass relays blow up. And yes, so... that cycle through the cameras was on purpose, chat. When Yad said there was total, there was hope in Andromeda, and I not to my blank staring face and Jason's blank staring face. I haven't played Andromeda, so I actually don't Just know like... how, how terrible that was. But um, I mean, the the story was decent. It wasn't as good uh, as as the original Mass Effect, mostly because the original Mass Effect was there. If you're just playing Andromeda as Andromeda without any any overhang or expectations of Shepard, you should be fine. Yeah, and uh, the fact that if there had never been any of the other Mass Effects, Andromeda wouldn't have sold at all. So there, there is that too. They would have been starting at square one if they just called it Andromeda, and didn't link it to the other games. But I mean, the gameplay was good. I think it was a good evolution of three's gameplay, which now you get to jetpack jump and and dodge and stuff, which is a good addition because you couldn't really jump. <laughs> I don't know. So you thinking a Mass Effect four or I'm think, yeah, I'm thinking or Mass an Andromeda Effect 4. two or side story after the events of Mass Effect one two three. Is are we Shepard? Are we not? See, the, the problem mean, is well, the problem is that they. I think the reason they did Andromeda was because it was going to be set somewhere else. Right. So no matter what choices you made in the original games, it wouldn't have mattered to that. But now. 
if they're doing something set after Mass Effect 3 in the Soul System, how does that figure in with whatever... Do they have this a generic sort of, this is the storyline that happened? You have to follow it? Or... Well, and I mean, typically with multiple ending type things like that, it is, yeah, one of them is is considered canon. The If, you, if, yeah. you, if you're not going to continue with, hey, here's Jason's choices, let's let him roll into the next one. It's Jason. Hey, your choices that you've made previously don't matter. This is a separate experience. But isn't isn't that exactly what got them in trouble with the? With no, the it is. It absolutely choice. is. Yeah. It absolutely is. But I mean, unless you intend to, unless you intend to actually make it Mass Effect Four and roll your shepherd along, you kind of have to make that decision at some point. But or still, to your point, support. let's yeah. jump to a different universe. Let's jump to a different set of characters right. where those choices don't matter. Um, and they're not even referenced, so we don't have to worry about it. Uh, which, which I could, I could certainly see being enticing to Bioware uh, at this which point. Which they've tried. I mean, that's yeah. Andromeda. That's, that's totally Andromeda. Andromeda. And and they've obviously gotten to the point where they think that's not going to work with the fans because they didn't <laughs> complete the DLCs. So it's got to be back in the Soul System. I guess it would depend on if they have determined whether they want to bring Shepard back again or not. Not they did, you know, they did it already once with two, where they killed her, killed him or her, and brought him back. So that's not beyond their capabilities of running that line, or they just continue in the Soul System with the legacy of Shepard hanging over your head. Yeah, I mean, because it is tough to bring Shepard back, right? There's only one. <laughs> there's only one ending that Shepard doesn't die in. Doesn't die completely, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the rest is, you know. Yeah. But there's one. Yeah, they're simulated or. But to our point, then that has to become. Yeah. If you intend to go with Shepard, then that kind of has to become the canon ending because mm -hmm. you, you want the character. I don't know. It, we don't know a lot about this. It is gonna. It's gonna be a while before we get this new one. Uh, certainly, I'll be watching it. And it sounds like Jason. I was actually surprised that you were you were into Mass Effect. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna get. I'm probably. I don't know if I'm gonna get the 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 remaster thing or whatever. But my friend of mine did, and he said actually, uh, you know. But I'll t I'll take Garrus watching. He said. Um, <laughs> he said that he believes there's rumors there's gonna be uh, ten hours of gameplay between the trilogy that was almost done, so additional stuff. He says I'll take Garrus watching my back and trying to romance Liara in 4K. That's worth sixty bucks. <laughs> 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 That's a great uh, quote. <laughs> always Liara. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Always Liara. Yep. Blue tentacle chick. That's okay. I, now I let's damn. go back to our console discussion. Now that I feel like we gave it some justice there, let's go back right. to our console discussion. We're not going to really uh, talk about more thoughts on the consoles, and you know, we're still messing with them. I've been sharing a lot of my thoughts on streams as we bounce back and forth from the Xbox to the PS5 and. I'm almost top 150 in the world in Astro Play Lab speedruns. Yeah, speed we know, runs. we I know. know. Yeah, hey. 160. Just was in my chat last night. I mentioned that to me. Don't like, be yeah, jealous. Like, no, don't, don't be jealous, Jason. <laughs> don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. You don't don't bring that kind you of jealousness you, to the you, show. You know what, though? You've never beaten my time. I don't, I don't even know where your time is. I don't have a time. So it's you can't zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a time. Uh, but... Let's talk about some other aspects of the new consoles, and that is, of course, the big news as far as availability, right? They just aren't available. And this isn't new. I mean, this has been happening yeah. since console launches way back when, right? I remember working for a video game store and then Best Buy when the PlayStation 2 uh, slash original Xbox uh, period launch periods were going on. And then PlayStation 3 and Play... Yeah. So none of this is new shortages, but... If you kind of look at the numbers, particularly some of the numbers coming out of Japan as they relate to the PlayStation 5 sales, these numbers look lower than usual, let's say. Now, Sony had gone into this whole launch cycle talking about they were prepping to have, you know, 10 million and then 12 million and then 14 million units and uh, ready to go and uh, and all this. And then, then there were rumors of chip shortages, which Sony came out and said, no, 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 that's not true. But stories kept persisting that production was going to be cut. And as a consumer, Jason, you always wonder, like, how much of this is actually a shortage and how much of this is a, a faux marketing Let's keep the supply low and just trickle it in. That way there's always hype and people trying to run out and grab these things like an artificial sort of sh uh, shortage. 
Well, you know, I've always, as someone in retail, kind of believed it's usually a little column A and column B. I think it's more I, column A this time around, yeah. though, than normal, because there just seems to be a lot going on, particularly on Sony's side, but also on Microsoft's side with how hard these consoles are for people to get right now. Especially for something like something like a console, I definitely lean more towards it being a real shortage because a you want those others people are going to be buying the games as well and get get in, get into all that and get all the money from that, and b it is November December so they know holiday season is when they really want stuff to be sold so they definitely want to get that stuff out there right now and and even more so maybe also the fact that it's it's 2020 and the way things have been going for everything everywhere. However, they want to get that good Q4 you know to maybe offset what's been going on in the other three quarters. Uh, in terms of sales of, of everything, so yeah, I think it is it is much more leaning towards a real shortage than any sort of artificial thing. Yeah, and that's yeah on, on this particular launch, not comparing it to past launches yet. We're about to do that, uh, but I would I would tend to agree. And, and Yad, a big part of that is seeing what's happening in Japan with the PlayStation right. Five, uh, and so right. they reporting all over the place. So I'm going to be quoting some stuff from TechSpot. Uh, Famitsu is quoted in this piece. I mean, so it's all over the place. But so in, in these stories, Sony's initial production estimates for the PS5 had the company shipping at least 10 million units during the holiday rush. Reports came out in September that indicated production had been cut by around 4 million units, sparking rumors of shortage. Sony insisted it was on track, and those rumors were unfounded, something I've already told you. But if that's the case, why has Japan only sold 118,000 units and will sell no more until next year? Famitsu notes that Japanese retail outlets have only moved 118,000 PlayStation 5 units in the first four days from launch. The only Japanese launch worse than the PS5 was the PS3, which managed less than 100,000 units at launch. For reference... Sony sold over a million PlayStation 4 consoles within 24 hours in the U.S., and the PS2 sold more than 500,000 units on day one. Furthermore, retailers in the, con in the console's home country are reporting they're not getting any fresh allotments until next year. Now, that is Sony's home country, where its right. adoption, as far as comparing it to other consoles, isn't even close you know, the PlayStation should be massively outselling, and right. it is, but massively outselling competition in Japan. Uh, and you can't get it there, period. Period. So, I do have to wonder, because of the way the world is at this point in time, and, you know, that whole thing that's running around so that we have to stay inside the house still. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not demand holding this back. Right. Right, um, but where is where are the parts for the PlayStation and, and the uh, Xbox being manufactured? Because like uh, like with Apple products and stuff like that, a lot of their stuff is manufactured in China. So if the production facilities have to shut down because of the whole thing, you know, going on 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 and about. I, I hear that if we say that word, we get demonetized in certain areas. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna you know go in there. But because of how the world is right now, could it be just that the parts aren't available, or are they actually holding holding items back to sell elsewhere? Well, this article does kind of point in that in the latter there a little bit that Sony maybe isn't quite as worried about the Japanese market because of the iron grip, that, for lack of a better term, that they have on right. it when it comes to consoles. And so those extra units are being moved into Europe and into North America to establish leads and footholds there with the idea of we're, we're pretty sure we're always going to have a lead in Japan. Uh, right. And so kind of... but. If you're if you're a Japanese gamer at that point, you gotta really feel like, what the hell, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my. So yeah. On the flip side, on the other side of the the coin, we've got the the Xbox, the Microsoft Xbox. Uh and actually CFO Tim Stewart did kind of speak out loud in public about the availability of this. And I'm sure it's not news that anybody looking for either of these consoles, particularly the Xbox, since that would, that's what uh, Tim Stewart is talking about 
specifically. I don't think it's news anybody's going to like on that front. Uh, you wish you had supply to meet the huge demand, Stewart said. I think what we've seen over the last generation and then heading into now is, and part of this demand profile is, frankly, gaming is just exploding. You'll be outside of a holiday window. Uh, and he, uh, talking about when Microsoft expects to have a better supply versus demand uh, ratio. We'll have supply cranking over the next, what, four, five, six months. And that's when I expect to see really the demand profile start to be met, which will be really, really great. Okay. Uh, so that's March into May. March into May. Wow. Which, which if things go reasonably well, if things go like we all kind of hope they will, that's when everybody's going to go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a point that there. That's not what I want to be trying to sell yeah. a new console. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to uh, go to a convention again in May. Just FYI, too, I just noticed another article that said it compared that 118,000 for the PS5 in Japan in four days versus so six like days, 21,000. 20, yeah, yeah, I saw the number was 20,000. Oh. I, I that's still why I think Microsoft's going to try to make a move on a Japanese gaming company. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Sega, uh, but I, I think it's I think we're going to see a move made on a Japanese company pick them pick them up like they did Bethesda, hmm. which is a whole nother thing. You know, we've never really talked about Ooh, here, by the way, yeah. that whole Bethesda buyout and some comments recently of <laughs> you know <laughs> Microsoft. Hey, if you don't want to, if we don't want to make it exclusive, we at least want ours to be the better version of these games. <laughs> and it's like, oof, oof. <laughs> better yeah. version yeah but they, they say that all the time wow. i don't know if it was playstation or xbox one of them said about some games and well we think our console is the best place to play this game or whatever it was no he was talking about like doing like what sony did with uh square enix and marvel avengers where they got spider-man so by de facto oh, okay. reasoning the pc and the xbox ver xbox versions were inferior because they were always going to have one less character uh, available yeah they want the exclusive well, it's a good, content it's a good thing that we've got the more superior version of marvel's avengers than <laughs> yeah i mean it's only going to be nine years until Elder scroll six is out anyway so we'll worry about it then wow <laughs> wow <laughs> just worried about it then but uh, will you be able to play it on alexa by that time oh no no alexa will be long dead uh <laughs> it'll just be walking ais in our house <laughs> Um, Not if my shepherd has anything to say about it. <laughs> Jason, Jason, what are you doing? Shut up. I'm trying to romance my AI. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I did not romance the AI. So the, 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 the ending was, yeah, okay. So so you, you let you let Joker lose his girlfriend? Aww. <laughs> oh. Um, by the way, I should point out, this is such a jerk move. <laughs> and I also should point out that I was part of one of these jerk moves many years ago. Um, so my my brother was trying to get a hold of a PlayStation 5, right? And he was a little bit late to the party about it. And so he, he just said, you know, can you keep me posted on if I happen to see anything go up and stuff like that. So long story short, I did hit him up. We, we, we got one. Um, uh, he wanted it for a Christmas gift. And... He had to buy the GameStop bundle because now when GameStop initially launched them, they had the digital one, they had the disc one, then they had like two or three different bundles that were like 650 and 850 that had games and headsets and extra controllers and all right. kinds of shit forcefully tacked on to the, like just leeching off of this fucking console. <laughs> um, so he ended, I, I up, mean he ended up buying one of those. Uh, 850. What I what I think sucked about it was GameStop did they sent out an email blast saying, "Hey, we're going to be putting some consoles up soon, so get your carts ready." Then they did go up and they tweeted out that they were live, but the caveat was they only pushed them into the bundles. So all their limited stock went right to those like six hundred and fifty and eight hundred and fifty dollar bundles. They didn't put any units up by themselves in that particular wave, uh, and they've been doing that periodically, which is just such horseshit. Man. Such horseshit. Like I understand 
dollar wise, if that bundle works for you, you are getting a decent deal. I'm not complaining at the price point. I'm complaining at that bundle being targeted at a very specific type of gamer that needs a lot of those things. Great. More power to you. But that's one out of every 700 people that is trying to get this <laughs> console right now. And putting somebody in a position feeling like the scalpers are another story, but this is like, a, a yeah. Anyway, I also anyway. should say that I, I once worked for a little mom and pop video game chain um, back when the PS2 first launched that their business practices were less than what I liked. That's uh, probably why it didn't work there very long. And I might've gotten into like fights with the owner over it and stuff. Because he would not sell the PS2 singly. He bundled them all together, too. So I just, I hate that practice. That's just, ugh. The scalpers are bad option. enough. But then having companies just be like, you know what? We're never going to move all these fucking PlayStation 5 headsets. Let's start bundling this shit together and just force people with a $900 ticket item out the door. I get it. I've worked for CCG companies that did the same thing with old products. Uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyway, the the option for it would be nice for those people that want it. I, yeah, I it just feels especially slimy to me, though. When you get a is, very limited is. quantity to go ahead and sell, and then you force that to be the sales mechanism, like there isn't even okay. an option yeah, for them. Right. Right. Yeah. There's there's no opt out. But I mean, I I can see the the headset whether it's high grade or not. Um, it's all right. That, that it's not the thing. it's yeah, not the Sony one. It's not the it's not the PS5 uh, one. It's a different okay, headset. See, see I, I would I would think they would bundle it with the PS5, you know, gold or platinum or whatever they're calling it now. No, and, it's like a second controller, controller, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, some other headset. Uh, it's I mean, it's in, not it's not a crap headset, but it's not like a, a huge uh, expensive in, headset. In, a year of PSN, you know, it's it's all kinds of stuff in there. In the previous generation consoles. I can see bundling a game or two with it because you need that to start off to play. Right. Kind and of. the and GameStop isn't making dick, Jason, on the console. Right. You know, actually if the the brand new games they're not making they're not making anything on, on the brand new games either. So that's a business I have no idea how it's yeah, yeah, open yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah availability continues to suck let us know if you got one in the comments below and if you have any horror stories about trying to get one uh the game awards 2020 nominees are out they are available they are available every we talked a little bit about final fantasy 7 remake on the relic grind on thursday um so we, we won't like belabor that point here, but the nominees are out. And we're certainly not going to go through all of these gentlemen, but I do think we should hit these and make a couple predictions sure to go wrong. Our uh, <laughs> stenographer, Jason Winter, of course, will record, right, right, right. I, will I record our predictions so that we can revisit them on a future episode. Speaking of future episodes, no shows next week on Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday. Thanksgiving week and giving all three sets of hosts off. There will still be streamers streaming for the most part. One or two will be taking their, their stream off, but follow us, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, so you can get the notifications on who's streaming and when. And in place of the shows, like we may do little odds and ends specials, like Tuesday, Zista and I may jump into World of Warcraft together uh, on a dual stream, stuff like that, instead of Snowbound. So stay I'm tuned. Taking my Tuesday. I'm taking my Tuesday stream. No, no, no. We would be doing the 7 to 8 spot. Okay. Uh, oh, where, okay. where Snowbound would normally air. Right, right, okay. Getting a little possessive there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah come on. You already took <laughs> it from me once. Jeez. Yeah, he didn't request off. All right, so I guess we'll start with Game of the Year. Our nominees, gentlemen, we've got Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two. First off, I have played five out of six of these. Where do you guys score? Where do you guys score on how many you've played? Like, actually played? One. And you know One. what it is. <laughs> Final Fantasy I, I, Remake. Yeah. I played Doom. That's about it. I've watched people play... Uh, the only one I haven't played is Last of Us 2. Of them. Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched people play the other ones. Um, especially the wife, she plays Animal Crossing. 
Uh, yeah, the only one I have never touched was Last of Us Part Two, and even Animal Crossing is very, very limited because it's vicariously, you know, playing with my uh, my two sons. So, but the other four, like I've I've played pretty extensively. Uh, all right, Yod, we'll start with you then. Who takes Game of the Year? I want to say Ghosts. You think Ghost uh, of Tsushima? Yeah, everything it? that I've seen of it, you know, there's huge support. It seems like a massively awesome game. They what just introduced multiplayer mode, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it? And free. And yeah, it's free. Even the the multiplayer mode is if you go into game, and you know, people are still playing it. And the story, from what I've seen of it, is amazing. And so is the art. So, Jason. It's tough because I really, like I said, I haven't played a lot of these. I haven't really watched a whole lot of them so much. But just based on the fact that I hear it got pretty good acclaim and. So many, it's got so many other categories nominated. So many of those places down below. I'm going to go with Last of Us. Oh, going Last That's of Us Part it. Two. It's going to be horribly wrong. I know, but um, there's, I mean, there's a part of me that really wants Seven Remake to take this category. Uh, it's yeah. nominated for six, and I honestly think that it's probably going to take f- at least four, probably five of its six. But the one, the one that I'm worried the most of about it taking is this category. That's why I don't put it at six of six. I just don't think, for as tremendous as the game is, I just don't think it's going to edge out some of these titles. Um, I do lean, Yod, with you, Ghost of Tsushima. I streamed a lot of that. It was very, very good. I think and it's, it's original. It is. I think it's going to be hard to go against Animal Crossing, though. Uh, I really do. Hades is a tremendous game. Oh, yeah. I, and, and I would absolutely give it a personal Game of the Year award, but I don't know if it's hit enough of a market penetration to to win this one either. I'm actually going to take Animal Crossing. I'll take Animal Crossing, Jason. Okay. All right. I just think the market penetration on that, the visibility, I would not be surprised if Ghost took it or The Last of Us took it, and I lost this category. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'd like to see Hades or Seven win. Uh, I really don't... I think Doom is outmatched in this category. I think it is. I, I think Doom is there because of nostalgia. So... So it's Final Fantasy Seven Remake, then. True. <laughs> uh, yes and no. I mean, Doom... Doom is doing what Doom does and has done. You <laughs> get on Doom, you blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, All right, uh, we'll do... Fantasy Remake, we'll do of. best game direction yeah. next. Seven remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, uh, and Last of Us Part Two, all in this category. But they get a new contender in Half Life, Alex, for best game direction. Jason, we'll go with you first. Uh, so what would that require? That would require it to be a well planned out and well formulated game. Awarded I guess. for outstanding creative vision mm-hmm. and innovation in game direction and design. Hmm. In that case, I think I will go with Ghost of Tsushima here because it did have a very, uh, very nice layout and very good story and so forth. So yeah, that, that's gonna be my pick. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna go with Half-Life Alex on this one um, because I think they're gonna try to find a way to give Half-Life Alex an award, <laughs> uh, and it was tremendous. It was tremendous. Um, so. I'm surprised. I, I know Zach Sharps, uh, a friend of ours on uh, MMOBomb.com. Who shit? I got to talk to about being on this show some sometime. I keep forgetting okay. about that. I know he felt that it was you know slighted, and and others have felt that it was slighted for Game of the Year. I think being VR only hurts it in that category big time. Uh, I would like oh, yeah. to see Half Life Alex take that uh, best game direction because there was just there were so many new things that it did. So I'll go Half Life Alex on this one. Yad? Um, I can see both of, both of you guys' picks being, you know, really good and taking it. And since, you know, you guys took those two games, I would I would have probably said Ghosts again, but I'm That's gonna fine. Go you can Fantasy. say Ghosts. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to go Final Fantasy because they did do some changes from the original. You know, yeah. it's, it's a completely new play style. It's a new direction. It's almost a new game. Almost. Hey, I told you but, my heart on Final Fantasy VII like legitimately thinks they can take five of six, 
And this would have to be one of them if the biggest one yeah. that I think it's stumbling yeah. block is is Game of the so, Year. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Narrative. Let's go down to the story for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think Final Fantasy Remake is going to take this one. I think its hardest competition is probably Last of Us Part Two uh, for narrative. That's not to slight Ghost of Tsushima or Hades in the narrative, but uh, in my experience, Ghost of Tsushima did narratively get a bit repetitive uh, as as it wore on. Uh, Hades kind of had that same same thing. I love both of their stories, so I'm going to give this one to Remake Seven Remake. Uh, Jason. Uh, I am kind of torn, similar between Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, but I think I'm, I'm going to go with Last of Us because they, people, people love a nice dark story. So that's what I'll go with. Yacht? And I'm going to go with Ghosts. Very nice. Very nice. We're going to do two more here. Two more. There's plenty more, so head on over to the GameAwards.com forward slash nominees if you want to see the rest of the categories. But we're going to do two more here. Uh, best score and music. Uh, Doom Eternal, Seven Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, Yod, you're first this time. I'm going to go with Final Fantasy. Kind Just of a no-brainer, I, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go for the no-brainer move. <laughs> nostalgia string, that nostalgia heart string is going to is going to win it for them. Mr. Winter. Uh, I'm also going to pick Final Fantasy Seven, very least because it's the only one whose music I've actually heard. And because yeah, it does have that nostalgia string. And I remember when it, when it, when I was um, like before it came out, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. Maybe I'll be interested in it. Whatever. Then they did a, a, a video of some of the music, and I was like, oh yeah, oh <laughs> I feel so good. Oh yeah, you hear it? That. Pump that pump that right in there, right in. Brings you right back to the original, doesn't it? I'm yep. gonna go Final Fantasy VII remake as well. <laughs> All right, last category that we're gonna do on the show here. Have I picked an odd number of categories, Jason? This will be the fifth, yes. Okay, I was, I was trying to make sure I picked an odd so that we could at least try to rule out a tie. Uh, it's still possible, <laughs> but it's less possible. I wanted to pick this one uh, because more, you know, Jason and I do MMOBomb.com where we cover free-to-play games. A lot of those are games as a service. So we're going to pick Best Ongoing. Uh, and this is awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Your nominees here are Apex Legends from Respawn and EA. You know I ain't fucking picking that. Uh, <laughs> with the issues I've had still, I still cannot play my PlayStation 4 or 5 EA Sports games on my actual account. Anyway. How often do you tweet at them? I have no idea. I haven't done it in a few days. I probably got to do that tonight. Uh, <laughs> Destiny 2, which just released Beyond Light. Call of Duty Warzone. Fortnite. Or No Man's Sky. Yod, you're up first. Oh, I no, Jason, you're up first. You're up okay. first. Sorry. Okay, I'm up first. All right. Well, first of all, interesting to note the four of these five are free-to-play games. So mm -hmm. there's stuff we... We know and recover, and therefore I'm picking the one that isn't. I'm going with No Man's Sky. Any particular reason besides, or just because it's not the free-to-play one? Well, no, 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 because that, that's something we always hear about. We hear about how much it's improving, how much they're doing more stuff, and how better yeah. it is. So that's what I'm going to go with because I think it it, it it has that narrative, and it's got that. It, it, it's it's kind of crappy that it was so bad when it started. That now it just wins all these. It wins the getting better awards. It's like being like it's like being comeback player of the year in sports. The only reason you win comeback player of the year is because you had some devastating injury like last year, or right? So, or you were really horrible or whatever. So, chat, you're right. This is a this is a tough category to pick. Um, where do I want to go with this? I it's hard to argue with No Man's Sky. I just the improvements that that game has made over the last year are just tremendous. But then, I mean, you're going against Fortnite and Warzone and Apex Legends and Destiny. I think Destiny is probably the underdog in this category, in my opinion. I, I came close to picking Destiny, but I think the, the, the recent vaulting stuff is going to... I don't know, that pisses me off to some degree. So. Yeah, I, I think out of these five, if I'm just looking, not out of personal, you know, because Destiny would be like second on this list for me personally, but looking at it as if I had to pick a winner with like no personal bias, I think Destiny is probably in fifth out of five here. 
Um, Apex Legends is making a shit ton of money, man. <sighs> Gee, Fortnite is too, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, and I heard that yeah. Warzone thing ain't doing so bad. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see Fortnite win. Oh God. No, God. Nobody does. Although that's like the only thing they're nominated for. So if they're yeah, I really don't want to see Call of Duty Warzone win either, or Apex Legends. I want to pick No Man's Sky, but I think I gotta go. I gotta. I I'm gonna go Apex Legends. I don't want to yeah. pick that, but I just. <laughs> I think there's too many people that would, if they were voting for this, would go. Eh, no, no, Call of Duty, Fortnite, no. Uh, no Man's Sky, yeah. I mean, Apex Legends has just made a very good impression, I think, on a lot of sure. a lot of media outlets and, and things like that. So I, as much as I don't want them to win this, I'll go with Apex Legends. And last year they took out that like big ad promo thing where they had like you know like yeah. live action Mirage or whatever, which I'm sure that that would not influence the voting not at, at all. all. No. Yod, your choice. The vaulting thing aside. I gotta go with Destiny 2. That, that feels like a heart vote if I've ever heard one. <laughs> it, it, uh, it is a bit, but it's mostly because of uh, Discord's being a little bitch I've again. Seen. Sorry about the oh, pixelation there, viewers. It's, it's fuzzing out again. Yeah. But it, it's the because the, I'm, I'm still on defense and I'm probably going to fall off the boat and answer that phone call that Virix keeps calling me about to come help him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the story that I've seen of it, it, it's it's going in a very interesting direction. I got my stasis powers. They are fun. Right. The, the stasis powers are fun, and the story is going... It could have used a little backup to a build-up to the story. Like, they missed an excellent chance, like how they did Oryx, yeah. where they kind of indicated Oryx with Crota and stuff like that, because the, uh, the main fallen villain that you get here is definitely somebody that could have been mentioned previously a little bit because of everything that happened yep. so they so did drop the ball destiny there too. But yes i'm gonna go oh. destiny 2 all right yeah. jason has it all recorded uh jason i would also Although, like to make a mental note here uh on or an actual note here that for the most part chat was leaning towards hades and animal crossing ghost of tsushima Final Fantasy VII, and Call of Duty or Apex in that last one. Just so we can make fun of chat when we're making fun of how badly we got these wrong. I'll tell you what, when we post this on YouTube, go ahead and leave Go ahead and leave in the comments below what you think is going to win each yep. of these categories. So go ahead and do that. Take I'll, those five I'll try categories. To watch it, it, and, uh, yeah, you can do it on it uh, YouTube, or you can come on over to readycheckradio.com and comment on the video there. Those five categories, give us your vote so we can make fun of you uh, <laughs> while we make fun of ourselves. Uh, and I do want to just plug here, by the way, on Games Radar, the Golden Joystick Awards, those are also up uh, for voting. So if you want to go vote for, it's a totally different award ceremony, but if you want to go vote for them. Uh, Actually, it says they're closed. Did they close? That's yeah. Good. Wow. That's what the headline says, or the subhead. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Showtime's 24th. I thought, I'm okay, sorry, then. my bad. I thought we had till next week. Okay, so see you on the 24th for the video game uh, Joystick Awards. Uh, this one I do like. This is like a personal um, favorite of mine. I like the Hitman series with the exception of the episodic release, which I think they learned their lesson and they're not going to do that anymore. Uh, but IO Interactive, the team that works on Hitman, is making a new James Bond game. Really? Yes. They're making a new James Bond game, showing the trailer now uh, in the incoming data field for everybody. Uh, there's not a lot in the trailer. It's just it's more a tease that they're working on it. There's not a lot of information on it, though. But I am a huge James Bond fan. Fan. I have the you know, mm -hmm. Blu-ray Ultimate box set. Cried, shed a tear when uh, Sean Connery passed away. Of course. A little bit. Um... And it's by a developer that I like when they do the Hitman series. I am all on board on this. And here's the deal. The thing we do know is that they're telling a brand new James Bond origin story. Really? So we're going back on this one, Jason. And I am just like two thumbs up interested. 
That's all we know on it right now. We don't we don't know when or any more, but hey, I am on board. Developer, IP I like, developer I like. I like the concept that we're gonna go back so we're not tied to anything any movie or game has done before. I'm on board. Yeah, I am not nearly the James Bond fan that you are, apparently, because <laughs> I, I've, I watched my first full James Bond movie, I think, three years ago. What? Wow. I'd never hey. seen a full movie of it. Until what one was it? A little while ago. Yeah, which one? Uh, Skyfall. Uh, Good one to pick. Yeah. Good one yeah, to and pick. Then I, then I saw the, the, the recent one. The other one was it Casino Royale. Was that the other recent one? Uh, or you're, if you're talking about the Daniel Craig Spectre, ones, Spectre, those are Spectre, that was the most that was the recent that was the most recent one, yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. So yeah, wow. Not as big a fan of yours, yeah. But I thought Spectre was the most recent. one. When we get, that's what he just said. That's, that's yeah. what I meant. I, I saw Skyfall before that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, for some I mean. reason, I heard um, Casino Royale. Yeah, I mentioned that because I got it confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, then he okay. said, okay. and then he said, no, 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 sure? Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, there are ones that are not as good as other ones. I will readily admit that, but. <laughs> I can sit there and like on Thanksgiving Day and like TNT or whatever in the United States, they do the James Bond marathons. I will sit there and I will just I'll watch them all. I have them all on Blu-ray and I just sit there and watch them. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. But they're on TV. You got to watch them when they're on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here we go. Let's do it. Uh, th some of it hasn't aged well. I'll give it that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the sexual aggression in some of the episodes, the not so great racial overtones in some of those. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, when they paint Sean Connery's face and everything to to like make him Asian looking. Uh, <laughs> granted, he's trying to hide and look Asian. Like it's not like they were trying to to be racist, but that right. would definitely not happen in a movie these days. <laughs> um. So yeah, some of them I will admit have not aged well, but I still love them all. I still love all those movies. I'm on board for this game. Two thumbs up, Jason. Maybe one thumb. Hitman. Io. Io Interactive. I should absolutely have played Hitman games because I love sneaky, stealthy assassination type stuff. I played the Tenchu series back on the old PlayStation. Are you way telling back me you've never played a Hitman game now? Too? I've never played a Hitman game. I know. I should. I should absolutely be into those. It's just not gotten on my radar Mike is just looking at me he's having a conniption over here he is, he is. <laughs> I like uh, stealthy I, 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 look, and stuff like that but I've never look, really seen a James Bond movie I love stealth I play Tenchu never how do you play look, Tenchu 1 and Tenchu I, 2 and then never play did you play Splinter Cell Sam no. Fisher? No. Oh no, my God! Siphon filter. I played a little of that. Okay. I All right. I have. I have played Goldeneye. Okay. Way back in the old NES or Super, whatever it was. N64, the Metal Gear yeah. series. Oh yeah, Metal Gear. I'm, I'm way into those. Yeah. Okay. So, so need to play the last so one. So you've done yeah, a that, little that's... bit of stuff. I don't know how yeah. you have not played Hitman. I don't know how. Like I if you like stealth games, I don't know how every, you missed that one. Every time I watch, I've seen streams of it or whatever, and I'm like, God, that looks good. But I just gotta. Cause it's like Hitman one, two, three, four, six collection anthology, and I'm like, where do I start? Ah. <laughs> Yod, are you interested in this at all? I am, I am. Um, more so because of the Bond fandom than the Hitman. Um, I started out with probably the least liked Bond, Dalton. I thought he got shafted on the scripts. He made a good Bond though. Um, then, you know his advice but, to Pierce Brosnan, right? After Pierce right. Brosnan did Goldeneye. Right. And they asked him to come back and do Tomorrow Never Dies, and uh, and he like reached out to Timothy Dalton and was talking to him. And Timothy Dalton's advice to Pierce Brosnan was, "Do too." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I liked Brosnan. Daniel Craig, yeah, I'm kind of iffy on. Roger Moore and Sean Connery were my dad's bonds. I appreciate them. I enjoy the films to a certain extent, but like you said, some parts didn't age well. Yeah. All right, um, so I'm the one that's the most hyped for this one, yes. and then Yod's right behind me, and then Jason's like, let me know if it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I'll get it when it's on sale, man. Yeah, let me know if it's good. Dude, you got to play I... Hitman. You have to play Hitman. Like, it is so – Hitman cannot be anywhere near expensive anymore. Like, it... Probably, no. I'm sure there are versions of it, but again, it's like – Oh, no, no, no. Those are going to be the old ones, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those – those no 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 we need to get you we need to get you a, a current one hitman 2 those gold i'm sure it'll be a steam sale here there's a free hitman 2 starter pack with oh, one first mission <laughs> whatever 
Expansion pass. Oh, anything that has expansion pass. Fuck that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You, you, anyway, you, we, we got to get you a hitman. Um, right. Anyway. <laughs> we got to get you a hitman. Sounds like I got to I should consider a rephrase on that one. We got to get you a hitman. All right. Let's. I got a couple real quick things just to finish up today, and then we'll hit gaming, uh, the game of the week. Uh, this I just thought I'd bring just to say, like, uh, oh, no shit, huh? Uh, there is a study, CNN reported this week, that playing video games may improve your mental health and make you happier, uh, according to research by the University of Oxford, who analyzed the effects of playing two popular video games, Nintendo's Animal Crossing New Horizons and Electronic Arts' Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. They found that time spent playing the games was associated uh, with players reporting that they felt happier. But the study was limited to just those two <laughs> titles. Researchers did not explicitly conclude that increased play was what caused participants to experience mental health. Quote, our findings show video games aren't necessarily bad for your health. There are other psychological factors which have a significant effect on a person's well-being. In fact, play can be an activity that relates positively to people's mental health and regulating video games could withhold those benefits from players. Uh, and I just thought I'd bring that here to say, no shit. Well, let let the, let these people play a competitive shooter or a mobile. Yeah, see, uh, then see if it makes them happier. I was gonna say, obviously the uh, the 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 article did not include League of Legends players. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or Hearthstone players, right? Now. Right. Oh, Some God. salt going on there. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, zoning out, having a little bit of fun and relaxing makes people happy. Hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine no that. No way. No way. Mm -mm. Shock. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is from the Spokesman Review in Spokane, Washington. Uh <sighs> Established early. May 19th, 1883. No, not the article, <laughs> just the paper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the article's from November 19th, <laughs> 2020. I was playing Fortnite back in 1883. Right. Uh, and this is kind but of this is more an opinion piece, but I did want to, I thought it was like, well, yeah, really, no shit. So uh, the author talks about like playing a lot of multiplayer games, Call of Duties, Overwatches, stuff like that, and kind of saying, you know what? Maybe, maybe. The future of gaming is looking pretty bleak because everything is just now being funneled into paywalls, complaints, customers being manipulated across these different payment models. So as we get more to more games as a service, games as a service, games as a service, these microtransactions and things leak in and the future maybe doesn't look so bright in the world of gaming. And I also thought I would just bring this here for us to say, no shit, really. <laughs> we haven't been saying this for years uh, now, right? <laughs> this is what happens when the mainstream press finally gets a hold of this sort of stuff, you know. I mean, hold yeah, on, maybe this guy's, yeah, like, this guy's obviously a well-known, yeah, but he's a avid gamer, certainly. I'm not saying he's like some random 47-year-old Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he, he does right? talk about all the, and he's very multiplayer game centric yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But it's like what you were talking about earlier with Fantasy Star Online too. And we were, you know, we were talking earlier. Mm -hmm. and you were like, I'm just tired of having the daily. I got to get my missions done. Or I'm going to fall behind that sort of stuff. And yeah, I, I feel that way too. That's why I stopped playing Conqueror's Blade a few weeks back. That's why I'm playing, trying to play some more single player games now, so I don't have that that pressure feeling. Although I'm going to hate it when I try to get back into those games. I'm going to be like, oh no, I'm behind for months or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Whatever, just my, my, just break free. You don't have to keep playing a game. You don't actually have to keep playing a game. It doesn't yep. matter. Yep. You really don't. You can you can stop subbing to WoW. Really, <laughs> really. But is that like a requirement for living? You got to sub to an MMO. I feel like that was not for the benefit of the show. I feel like that yeah. statement might yeah. have been directed at somebody else in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, I did bring two things as filler, but we don't need, you know, in case we need an extra minute or two, we do not. So I'm just going to leave you with this, chat. Uh, you should Google game promotes colorectal screenings with cute anime girls. 
And I'm just going to leave that at that as we slide over and do our game of the week. All the WTFs coming up mm. in chat. I see that. I will I, make it. I read it. that article and I was also very WTF, but I also thought it might have appealed to me because I could, I could use some help there. Anyway. Oh, what, with the anime girls? Just the other part. The other part. All right. So I put the link in chat for people in chat. So if you're watching on YouTube oh or listening on Spotify, should have been here live. If not, Gonna have to Google what I told you to earlier. Yod, we're gonna uh, let you go first. Remember, this is the segment where we each give you a game of the week that we feel, hey, you know what? I've enjoyed this this week. You guys and gals should check this out. And you let us know in the comments who won with their pick. Nobody commented on last week's episode. Not surprising. We're just getting these shows started. Low viewers, tell all your friends, get them all over here for crying out loud. Comment, comment, comment. Follow, follow, follow. Uh, Yad, you get to go first this week. What is your game of the week? I am going to say Shadow Warrior 2. So on Steam, I saw the preview for Shadow Warrior 3, and I went back, and I remember Shadow Warrior 1, so I, I played, went and checked out Shadow Warrior 2. And it is actually a really good game. I mean, it's a game that started out as, what, a Doom clone, essentially, or a Duke Nukem clone, something like that. It's a little bit racist, but a lot of fun and very gory. <laughs> a little bit so, racist. Yeah. Definitely bit. not terms you normally hear <laughs> written on the back of the box. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, <laughs> it's called Shadow Warrior, and the main character's name is Lo Wang. So, uh, action yeah. packed. Grab that. Graphics. Slightly racist. <laughs> Guys, yep. just, just not normally <laughs> what, what written that, on the back. What does that do to the ESRB rating? Right? right. It's MA17 for gore and slightly racism. <laughs> Demina in chat voting for whoever picked Final Fantasy VII from last Yay, week. Yay, I won then. <laughs> Jason wins. One vote to none. All right, uh, All right Jason, your All pick. Right, so, or wait, no. Go ahead, Yad. I'm sorry. Did you have No, no. Name? I was, was going to say, so that's mine. All right. Jason. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if, you know, colorectal screening and anime girls will get you good Google results, then, then how about Joan of Arc K-pop star? Because my game of the week, of course, as you probably know, is going to be Blood of Steel, which is a free-to-play uh, medieval combat game, kind of like Conqueror's Blade, which I've talked about before. I played a lot of, a little less serious, a little more uh, kind of out there with some of the skins you can get for characters. He plays like a famous general. Like could be Joan of Arc, could be Edward the First, could be Lu Bu or someone like that. And yeah, the skins are interesting. Some of them are so. I like when you did the first look on uh, MMO Bomb. Somebody commented on it. They was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure everybody from France just unsubscribed from MMO Bomb, but <laughs> looks like a good game." <laughs> yeah, my apologies. Apologies to anybody from France who's got a national, uh, little nationalism for Joan of Arc. But yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's kind of shorter battles. Don't take it as seriously as you do something like Conqueror's Blade, but just go in and whack stuff around a little bit. And I'd like to note that my record in that game in battles, 14-1 and one so far. You're a beast. I don't know how. All right, I feel like I'm going to lose again. Um, <laughs> I mean, anytime you recommend, one of you recommends a free-to-play game, and the other one includes in their description, it's a little bit racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I'm just doomed no matter what game I pick. Uh, so I'm going to go, and my game's going to further limit it based on the audience size right now. I'm going to go with Astro's Playroom on the PlayStation 5. Uh, world records and speed runs aside, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I uh, like the nostalgia of collecting the, the different Sony pieces of history and stuff like that. It is a, It comes on the damn system, and you know what? It's actually a very, very interesting and fun platformer it's short unfortunately that's the biggest strike against it there is some replayability there with the online speed runs and things like that but not a ton and if you're not into speed runs then there is really no replayability once you've platinumed it and collected it all but i enjoyed it far more than i thought i was going to it took time away from Godfall because I was like, yeah, I'll do this while Godfall installs. And I ended up playing it for six or eight hours. And there we go. So, yeah, Astro's Playroom 
on the PS5. So there's your choices, gang. Let us know in the comments who your video game awards uh, nominees are in the five categories we picked and who wins the Game of the Week recommendation out of the three of us. Chat, though, stay tuned. Right after this show, we'll be going live with Torchwick. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I can't complain. Nobody listens. What are we streaming today, my friend? So today we're going to get a little bit farther in Final Fantasy VI or three US. I don't know which one you so have played. So where are you now? You've suplexed a train. I have. You have done I, the opera house scene. Indeed. So I met Setzer. I may have promised an accent that I can't pull through, but we'll try. <laughs> That's because you're voicing every single character in your stream. And every stream they change because I can never remember which ones they had before. <laughs> you had what voices? <laughs> Chat, hang tight after the show. We'll hang out for a minute or two and then we'll switch over uh, and go live to Torchwick. Torchwick, you have a lot of fun in Final Fantasy VI. I'm, you've got some interesting decisions coming up uh, in the course of that game that I can't wait to see how you make them. Remember, everybody, no shows next week. We... Follow Twitch so that you can get the notifications for the different streams, which most of which will still be going on. But Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, no show. We will see you the following Tuesday for Snowbound, Thursday for the Relic Grind, and then right back here on Saturday. Uh, what is that? December 5th, I think? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, December 5th uh, for yes. the episode three of Gaming Gumbo. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you, my friend? Uh, since you made me make a Twitter, Yacht Art works at Twitter, <laughs> however that works, at Yacht Art Works. Um, Facebook, same name. Website, same name. You know, anywhere it says Yacht Art And we promise that Yacht does not look pixelated like this in real life. <laughs> 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 I mean, I might. I, I don't look at my own face all that often. So. <laughs> what about you, Jason? I hear you can get like a skin cream for that if you're pixelated yeah. in real life. <laughs> But anyway, find me on Twitter at WinterInform while streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally on Twitter right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and get all the notifications for all the episodes and streamers. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers.